Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. It's Ghost of a Podcast time again. Welcome and thank you for joining me. This week I have a question from, I will call her Sally from Medicine Hat, Alberta. And she was born on March 4th of 85 at 12.59 a.m. What Sally says is this. I'm writing because I'm at a loss with how to deal with my immediate family. My brother behaves in ways that are verbally abusive with his attention seemingly fixed on me. And my parents are unable to help. I believe that he may have some undiagnosed mental health issues and he refuses to seek help. My parents seem fine with pretending that his problem and his behavior is not very serious. I've let them know that I'm not coming home for the holidays and the reaction has not been good. I would love some advice on how to maintain this boundary I've made, knowing that it will be painful to enact and how to get through to my family about the help that my brother needs. Thank you, Sally. There's a lot of layers to this. There's the important question of how do you enact a boundary with your family of origin that is painful and kind of is at personal risk and that they don't understand, right? So it's like, how do you hold the boundary? How do you stay with the boundary? And then there's this larger question of the brother. So Sally, I pulled up your chart. OMG is what I'll say. You have so much going on astrologically. It's not meant to be a time of stability for you. It's not meant to be a time where the answer is really clear and right in front of you. And so I say this, not to make you feel worse, but to validate that A, yeah, shit is kind of crazy for you. And then B, to kind of give you the sense that seeking stability within your family, seeking for them to understand and agree with you or do what you think is the best thing to do is not the greatest goal. The greatest goal is to be healthy in the situation you're in, regardless of how fucked up it is. And so what that might mean as you've currently chosen is to take a step out of your situation. And honestly, I think that's quite wise. I think you've made the best choice in a bad situation. So I'm actually going to start with talking about your brother. Is that really the most important thing? If your brother doesn't want help and your parents don't want to help your brother, do you really want to be the person to say, no, I insist he needs help? You're saying that he has potential mental illness all that you're kind of sharing about that is that he's mean. And it's possible that he absolutely has mental illness and it's possible that he's a shitty person and he's mean. I think that, you know, we live in a time where we we pathologize people a lot. And I think in some ways that's incredibly helpful to understand that there's a mental health context to behavior. And then also sometimes people are mean. Sometimes people are shitty. And that's also real. So I don't know because you simply didn't give me enough information. I don't know if your brother really has some sort of mental health problem. I do see in your birth chart that your relationship with your brother has never been particularly stable, even though you probably have had more pleasant phases of your relationship. And I do see when I look at your birth chart that you are in just a series of once in a lifetime transits, including Neptune is sitting on top of your sun and Pluto squaring your Venus, Mars conjunction in Aries. And the combination of all of these transits, and you do have other transits going on as well, but the combination of all of these transits says to me that you need to pick your battles wisely, stand your ground when appropriate, and fight when appropriate. And that the real life lesson here is about identifying your needs 
maintaining your boundaries and doing the least amount of harm to yourself and those around you. I guess as I say that, that could be anyone's primary objective at any time, but it's really a massive life lesson right now. If your brother doesn't want your help, you really have to identify how to take care of yourself around the trauma of his conduct, but also around the difficulties of here we are on the holidays and you're not with your family and they're upset with you. I would kind of start off with advising that you don't try to change, fix, or heal him until you yourself are a little bit more grounded. Now, if your brother is in some sort of crisis, if he's in danger, please disregard this advice. But if he's not in crisis and he's not in danger, then my Pisces friend, it is not necessarily your job or even your right to try to help or fix or heal him. And this is a tricky thing. When we see somebody struggling, we want to help. But also a lot of times when we're not getting our needs met from someone else, or we don't like the way someone else is behaving, instead of focusing on us and what we need to do, we often will focus on others and what they're doing. And honestly, that doesn't tend to go well. Just look at your own homework for now. Given that you're going through these Pluto transits, there is probably a way that you run the risk of coming off as trying to control your sibling. In that case, then you just give him something to fight you about. That's really not in your best interest. It's not It's not in anyone's best interest. I'll say one other thing about this, and, the, and then we get to the you and the family thing. I see in your birth chart that you have a tendency to be deeply impacted and affected by other people's conduct. You're very sensitive. Your most high-functioning and comfortable coping tool for that is to try to fix. And this is reiterated by having Saturn conjunct your ascendant and having this Mars-Venus conjunction also in Aries. And you also have a T-square between the moon, Jupiter, and Pluto. All of these things say in different ways that you really like to direct things as a way to make yourself feel better and also as a way to improve the world around you. But the part where it's about making yourself feel better is really important for us to sit with for a moment here. When somebody doesn't ask for your help, is it really appropriate for you to insist upon helping them, right? That's a question. It's a question to ask. And I won't say that there's a single answer for all situations because there, of course, isn't. But I think it's important for you to be humble enough to look at, are you trying to change him so that you're more comfortable? Are you trying to help him? Or, or are you trying to make him stop being a way you don't like him being? And even if you're right, even if he sucks and you're wonderful, it's not a great motive to act from, partially because it will only inspire defensiveness and partially because it's a misplaced set of intentions for you. If your brother is mean to you, you could try to change your brother or you could try to change yourself, right? Um, and that might mean no longer being in his presence. I mean, it could mean a lot of different things, but I, I want to just encourage you to really look at your own self. It's really important in general, but especially right now for you. Okay. Now that said, we got to talk. We got to talk about the family stuff. There's a couple layers here. The first layer is you are a Pisces. You are a sensitive soul. And for you, setting boundaries can sometimes feel like being mean. That said, because you have Saturn on the rise, you can be pretty firm and pretty fixed in the way you express things, especially if you're uncertain about them, especially if you feel vulnerable. That Saturn has a funny way of coming across as quite definite. What's important here is that there is a difference between how you feel and how you act. Not just you, most people. How we feel is not the same as how we behave. The way that you feel in this situation is hurt and betrayed and like there's not room for you to be who you are and that you want your family to prioritize your wellness and you want your family to listen to you. 
my sense looking at your birth chart is that that's not necessarily how you've behaved. I don't know that you've communicated, I feel sad and I feel hurt and I need you to either stand up for me or understand that you're in your actions saying to me, I'm not safe here. When we feel defensive, we overexplain things, we get aggressive, and we don't actually just stand in the center of our truth. And when that occurs, people respond to the energy with which we're asserting a thing instead of the thing itself, right? And I think that's part of what's happening with your family. I think something else that's happening with your family is your parents just don't have good coping skills for intense conflict. You have Uranus intercept the first house. In case you don't know what interceptions are, an interception is when there's 30, there's a full 30 degrees of a sign in a house, but that sign is not on either house cusp. So it's kind of nestled in there. And when we have intercept planets, we have parts of our nature that we were really taught in our early environment to repress. We were taught that they were not good. And so in your case, your autonomy, your individuality, your uniqueness, it was kind of tamped down. You weren't supposed to take up too much space with the truth of who you are. You were supposed to defer to the people around you or the situations around you. And so here we have a time in your life where you're finding your voice and you're finding your power because Pluto is squaring your Venus and Mars. At the same time, because Neptune's sitting on top of your sun, you're kind of looking around and you're like, do I have a right? How do I do this? So there's this way that you've got a lot more power than you feel like you do. And so you are likely to kind of circle around your boundaries instead of just identify them, name them, and stand in their power. Now, good news. Pluto is also trining your midheaven. This is probably the period of your life, 2019, 2018, 2020, where you're going to figure this out. You're going to figure out how to have healthy boundaries. So that's the good news. The bad news is the path isn't chill, right? You know, the path is quite difficult. And so here we are during holiday season and you're not with your family of origin. And that brings up loneliness and self-worth issues for most of us. In addition, it kind of confirms this fear that when I like assert myself, there's an abandonment or there's a punishment. That is not a true story, even if you've experienced that a fair amount. The truth is that in the situation with your family, they're not capable. They're just not capable. They're not capable of confronting things. They're not capable of staying present for the intensity of your emotion. And they're not capable of really hearing when there's any kind of tone. So when you speak with any kind of intense tone, they just shut down. It's just, I mean, this is written quite clearly in your birth chart. And so all of that said, it's not about you. Now, of course, it's about you. It's your family. It's your parents. It's your sibling. And also, it's about them. It's not about you. There's some mourning to do about that. It would be great if it was about you, wouldn't it? I think it would be fucking fantastic if it was about you. But the truth is, they are limited in the ways that they are. And those limitations that are inspiring their arguably bad behavior is about them. How that makes you feel is personal to you. But what they are doing and the motivations for why they are doing it is personal to them. And part of growing up is about really starting to understand that, not just analytically, but emotionally. In this situation at this time, you are in a unique position to actually start to get that. And that doesn't mean that you don't feel sad or hurt. And it doesn't mean that you're not freaked out by your brother. But it does mean that you can hold space for the difference between my parents are rejecting me or they're mad at me and that's bad. And 
wow, my parents are so limited that in the situation that's so obviously not safe and cool for me, they still can't parent me. And that that is sad for them. And you're old enough now, you're born in 85, you're old enough now to really know that that's sad for them. To be limited in that way is not, it doesn't mean that they're like happy and thriving in this particular way. I'm not saying you should feel bad for them, but I am saying that having compassion for these adults, right? Your brother's an adult, your parents are adults, is part of having compassion for yourself. It really is. And I hope that makes sense because so many of us during the holiday season are put in an uncomfortable position where we have to make a decision. How am I going to navigate the uniqueness of who I am? How am I going to navigate an unhealthy situation with my family of origin? If I am honest about who and what I am and they don't like it, what do I do? And most of us, we regress. You know, when we're around our families, we regress. We act like our childhood self, not our most evolved therapized self, right? That's just normal. It's human. There's this opportunity if you don't kind of resist your own emotion, if you have to be in a situation with your family, there's an opportunity to notice the intensity of your own reactions. And instead of following that up with your actual reaction to try to take a beat and respond with greater intention. And honestly, nobody's good at this with their family of origin. You want to just treat this as a practice. Related to that, the choice that you're making to not be with your family over the holidays, when a conversation goes in a direction that you don't like, you have the absolute right to say, I don't want to have this conversation. That doesn't mean that the people you're saying that to are going to respect that. If you have a family like most families, they won't. But you have a right to say it. When I assert a boundary, that boundary is on me. And when you don't respect that boundary, that's you. And so my only obligation is to honor my own boundaries, is to be my own bestie. It's not to make you agree with me. When you assert a boundary with your family and it upsets them, or they disregard it, you only have one job and it's to identify what is the most appropriate way in the situation to maintain my boundary, not to convince them to agree with me or do what I want. That would be awesome. But if you determine that's impossible, you can take a walk. You can go to the bathroom and lose yourself in some Instagram videos. You can start talking about the weather. There are options. There might not be great options. <laughs> there might not be tons of options, but there are options. And the more you are willing and able to see your options, then the more choice you actually have and the better choices you can make. You may notice I am not giving you an out because there is no out with the family of origin stuff. I work with people of all ages. I work with people who were born in the 1940s and they come in in 2018 and they talk to me about their childhood issues. It doesn't go away. You know, your origin story is your origin story. So we don't get to change them and we don't get to change what happened in our early development. We don't get to change who our siblings are, our parents are, all that kind of stuff. But we do get to change how we hold it and how we care for ourselves around it. So my greatest wish for you this holiday season and beyond is to really validate your own experience without needing others to agree. And if you continue to not spend the holidays with your family, to find life-affirming things to do for yourself and to tolerate that they're not gonna be happy with this and they're entitled to have their own feelings. They get to be unhappy with this. They get to be unhappy that they miss you. They get to be unhappy that they don't understand. They get to be unhappy that you're asking them for something they don't know how to give. They get to have all their fucked up feelings. They don't get to be abusive towards you or cruel, but they do get to have their feelings. And so if you can kind of make space for it, they're allowed to have their feelings. I'm allowed to not take them on. Okay, now we're making progress. 
This brings me to the final thing that is happening for you astrologically that is worth naming, which is in this year, in 2019, you're going to have a Uranus opposition to Pluto. This is going to be a time for you of great transformation and great growth if you do the work. And a lot of the work for you is inner world stuff. It's how you hold it. It's not necessarily what you do. It's how you hold it. And so I urge you to really validate your own feelings and protect your own process. And if you fail, if you falter, that's all part of the process. It's part of it. So don't be mad at yourself. Don't be mean. And try not to conflate other people not doing right by you with them not loving you because they're different things. All right, my love, I hope that helps. And thanks for sending me your question. I love a magic eight ball, truth be told, but I have created something I'm so excited to share with you. It is an iPhone app, which you can get in the app store. And for a limited time, it is absolutely free. It'll be going up to 99 cents eventually. It's called Tiny Spark, and it's a tool for accessing that tiny spark of knowing within you. You get grounded, you get present, and you ask a question and you tap the screen and then you get your answer. I am very excited about this. It is so cute. Download it. I'll have the link here in the liner notes. Tiny Spark, find it in the app store. Give it all the stars. Share it with your friends. Use it for a good life. My dear darling friends, it's Ghost of a Podcast Astrology Corner. This week, we're going to look at the week of December 23rd through the 29th of 2018. It is getting alarmingly close to the end of 2018. It feels crazy. It's been a really crazy year. I know I say it every week, but it's crazy out here. And this week spans to include Christmas on the 25th and Kwanzaa on the 26th, two very beloved holidays, neither of which I particularly celebrate. But if you celebrate either or both of them, uh, I hope you have a really wonderful, joyous, love-filled celebration. If you don't, Or if you do, but it's complicated and laden and all kinds of other things that Christmas often is, I hope that you can give yourself space to have your feelings. I urge you to remember that gratitude is the antidote for anxiety and to remember that service is a way to feel more abundant and that encouraging you to martyr yourself, but to be able to really remember and align yourself with what you've got going for you. Maybe you've got great hair. Maybe the sun feels good on your face. Maybe you have like one friend who you really love and you know loves you. Find things to truly appreciate and be grateful for and align yourself with those things if you can. Because it is it is often a very difficult time. It is, you know, a lot of pressure to be with family of origin or to be with chosen family. And not everybody has either or both. Feeling lonely is really common. This pressure to participate in capitalism and buy gifts for everyone and have them be fancy gifts is hard. It's also a lot of pressure to feel connected and joyous. If you are feeling any kind of stress, if you're feeling any kind of worries about self-harm, if you're feeling deeply lonely, there are tons of resources, 24 hours a day, 365 a year and you can text or call. I'm going to leave suicide prevention and kind of just general self-help resources in the liner notes of this episode. So if you're having a minute and you want support or help, 
you have easy, accessible resources. This is the time where we feel the pressure to be at a certain place with our family. And when you're not in that place, it can just bring up some major, major emotions. And, you know, you're not alone. And I say this, honestly, I don't know you. Maybe you are alone. Maybe you're technically, objectively alone. Or maybe you're surrounded by people and you feel alone because they don't get you or you don't get them. That's, I'm not going to take that from you. That's reality. But on a spiritual plane, you're not. You're absolutely not alone. It is a component of the human condition to experience isolation and to experience separation. On a spiritual plane, we are all interconnected. That's just the truth. I'm willing to throw down for that truth. I really believe it. You know, the question that I get asked all the time when I communicate with the dead is, is, you know, my lost level one with my dog, with their husband, their wife, their whatever. And the truth is there's no separation. So when you lose a body, which is kind of forces this idea of separation, you stay connected. And if you can align with that, when you're feeling at your loneliest, at your lowest, uh, it doesn't have to be a big fat action. It can be just a state of reception and alignment. It gets easier to live in your own skin. If we all did that more frequently, there would be a lot less division and there would be a lot less bullshit because the bottom line is we, we in this world, we world of humans, we're a mess. We're a damn mess. And being a mess is kind of a part of the human condition. It's something that I've really struggled with. Is that really true? Is, is the messiness, is the difficulty a part of the human condition? But really astrology says, yes, sir, it is. Uh, and the reason why astrology says that is because astrology gives us Saturn and Pluto and Uranus and Neptune. And those planets, these are so-called generational planets. They are slow-moving planets. They govern, as it sounds like, they govern generations, but they also govern like legacies of trauma and restriction and abuse and disassociation, wonderful things as well. But they govern those things too. To me, that indicates that that is part of the human condition is to experience these things, to work with these things and to maintain our humanity and our empathy and our presence through these things. I wish it wasn't like that, but it is. And so if you are struggling, if you're dealing with old family shit this week, if you're dealing with some sort of loss or trauma, I want to just encourage you to as much as you can give yourself permission to be where you're at and to make the best choices from where you're at. Sometimes your best choices are fantastic, but make the best choices that you can in the situation you're in based on the person you are at this time. And from there, you can keep on growing. Off to your horoscope, my friends. On the 24th, we have an exact square from Mercury to Neptune. Um, so that means it will be affecting you the 23rd, 4th, and 5th. It'll be exact on the 24th. Unfortunately, this transit brings up a lot of anxiety. This, this can make you feel just restless and nervous and anxious, a little jumpy or defensive. This can also just make you a little checked out, more likely to you know, kind of miss details. So if you're traveling around these days, it can be a little bit annoying. Give yourself extra time at an airport, you know, make sure that you write down the directions. Don't do it off of memory if you're not positive, that kind of stupid stuff. The opportunity here is to actually embody empathy for what you don't understand and for what you don't know. That's actually the potential. The downside is anxiety because of what you don't understand and what, and what you don't know. The best thing to do under this influence is to accept where you are, where the people you're dealing with are. 
just really start with, can you accept the situation you're in as it is? Because the problem with this Neptune influence is that it makes us kind of disassociate and want to be everywhere but where we are. And that doesn't actually help us to heal. If you can have empathy and compassion for yourself where you're at, and if you can display that same kindness to others, that same generosity to others, that's just a really beautiful thing. So that's my challenge to you around that time. On the 28th, and so we'll feel it, you know, right before and right after, we have a really lovely Venus sextile to Pluto. And Venus sextile to Pluto is excellent for deepening relationships. It's actually pretty good for shopping, uh, for finding things you like. It's really a great time for getting deeper in your relationship to others or your relationship to your values themselves. It's actually a pretty great time to look at your relationship to money and to stuff. If you get lots of gifts and you're like, oh, and now I have have multiples of things or now I have more than I need, donate. There's hella people who need your stuff if you don't need it. Hoarding, you know, holding on to more than is necessary is a scarcity mentality. Letting your objects, letting them flow, you know, not holding on to more than you need or truly desire. That's an abundance strategy. That actually is wealth right there. So I encourage you to, you know, facilitate wealth in your life at this time. The thing about this end of the year is that we just had our really lovely full moon and we're going to have eclipses in January. So it's going to be really emotional and a lot going on. The more intentional you, you are about what you're letting go of in the year behind us, 2018, and what you want to call in or what you want to stay mindful or vigilant about in 2019. That's fantastic. That's really fantastic. And I, you know, and I think I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of resolutions because I think they're kind of a setup. I think the best thing that you can do at this time is to get really intentional about where you're going and what you want to let go of so that you have the energy with which to get there. My loves and friends, my friends and loves, I hope that you have a really lovely week. I hope that you pay close attention to your needs on a real basic level and the needs of the people around you. And when everybody's needs cannot be satiated, to be able to accept that as it is. That's my hope for you. I also hope that you go forth and you get my new app. (laughs) I hope that you uh, star and rate and share and subscribe to this podcast. And, you know, if you want to become a supporter on Patreon, I will super, super duper appreciate it. If you want to just, you know, pop me a little DM and tell me how much you love Ghost of a Podcast, that makes me super, super warm in the hearts. If this is, in fact, the season of giving, if this is, in fact, the season of lights, may you be able to receive the light that is available to you just because you're a person. May you be able to receive the gifts that others offer you, to really take in the gifts that others offer you and the gifts that you have, and to be able to share your gifts freely. Because, you know, the world needs you and the world wants you. All right, my loves, I'll talk to you next week. Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here, yeah, we're still here.